Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We are thankful that you are joining us for this exciting conclusion of our series, Inside the Church, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. As we get started saying hey to James Ross, lead pastor here at Church on Bayshore. How you doing, buddy? I am great, man. I'm refreshed from a, a great spring break spring getaway with the break. family. Also exhausted from a great <laughs> yeah, spring break that, getaway with the like family. That's catch-22 of, of, of going out of town or any kind of vacation this stage of life, right? Like it's so fun and needed, but also like you come back and you're like, can I get a few more days yeah, <laughs> to it, it, recover? Yeah, it's, it's a balance. Like my ideal vacation, like I need to relax, but like you know, the kids don't want to just go and like sit on the beach all yeah. week. Like, they like the beach, but then they want me to do stuff. And then like Disney, like my family wants to go to Disney. We haven't been in a long time just because paying for six, eight that's Disney too, tickets way is a lot much. of money. Yeah, I mean, that's like, <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> Buy a new car, go to Disney. <laughs> I know. I definitely like, don't want to do that and wear a mask. Like <laughs> right. I don't want to pay that much money to wear a mask in I, the Orlando And like heat. so many people because of, yeah, like because of everybody post pictures, they're so, it's so crowded and you're yeah, just like, yeah. you're paying a lot of I money go, to but, be miserable. But when I go, I am literally like, wiped out you know so well when my like if i go those places like i'm like we will suck every last second out of this experience oh, yeah oh, we yeah. are getting our money's oh, worth yeah we are i've got it timed out and planned out if you follow me nice if you fall behind yeah. you're missing out kind of a thing yeah you know, for sure i'm like we pay too much money to miss out so yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's it's good and bad and ugly, just <laughs> like the right. church can be sometimes. Just like the church. Well, hey, this <laughs> week uh, we are doing a little Q&A. So some of you sent us some questions. Thank you very yes, thank much you. for doing that. And uh, All these, five of our listeners. That's right. Uh, we also just... Uh, so, uh, Full disclosure, we solicited some questions. We're like, yes. hey, we know you listen, so give us some questions. So uh, see, these are some questions from people uh, that they had or people have asked them or they just conversations that things that have come up. So we're going to frame, we're going to kind of go in order of our weeks, worship, grow, serve, you have reach, and just okay. work through nice. these. So look look, look, look a little outline. bit organized. Yeah. Um, you just but, preached this Sunday, so you know, you're, you're yeah, all outlined. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, I've done my outlining for the year. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now we're just going to sing 7 Eleven songs. Right. Seven, I don't speaking of 7 Eleven okay. songs, uh, first question is more of a, more of a comment yeah. uh, than a question that says this 7 Eleven songs smell like smoke. Are they from the pit of hell? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kidding. Nice. Dot, 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 kind of. Uh, so uh, funny tongue in cheek. Uh, but yeah, if you didn't, if you missed the week on worship, you can go back and listen to that. The reference to 7-Eleven songs, you know, singing seven words, 11 times, all that, uh, which also happens, which happens in new music, also happens in some hymns. Uh you know, and we just, again, in our worship songs, want to focus on Jesus mm-hmm. and point yeah. to the gospel story and, uh, you know, how much we need him. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything else we'd add to that? I no, think it was more no. of a comment. I, I, personally, I think that there's a, a great need for songs that are r- rich in 
teaching like mm-hmm. extensive aspects of of scripture and core doctrine and then there's a need to just kind of repeat some truths about god uh you know the only thing that i really like ooh, about worship music other than the boyfriend songs which that's not a yeah. theological that's just a preferential <laughs> thing is um for clarity songs that are like jesus i just want you to wrap me up in your arms I like i just lean on you yeah yeah it feels weird yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he touches he me cringe. and i feel so good i'm like cringe yeah he, uh, there's but, an old there's an old song he but granted, granted that yeah. that's a that's a personality thing. Yeah. But I I do like there's that new elevation song that's out and it's like man it's just so me centric mm-hmm. and me, so me, songs me. that are just so us centric like not about the greatness and and grace of God like yeah we got to be careful doing too much of that because mm-hmm. that that's not a healthy diet but I think you said it's a diet right yeah like, you know and a good way a good framework I think of thinking of this is like theology and doxology so yeah, you you get, you're informed in your mind. And just like if we're just like in our Bible reading, like if all we're doing is intake of information, like are we really actually studying the Bible? Right, because right. the study of the word will lead to faith, repentance, obedience, more like Jesus, being more like Jesus. And our worship is the same way. There's times we in song we are singing the truth of who God is. And then because we need to then take a moment yeah. to have that doxology of and now we express worship yeah. in return to that. So uh, sometimes I've noticed too, like certain songs that are repetitive you just won't sing them as long yeah you know, i'm like think, i'm like we're gonna cut three of those right, courses right yeah I, i'm like okay let's move right, on yeah, like yeah. sometimes you need to sit a minute and sometimes you need to move on I, and yeah I, I you said something about like songs about us I, it's funny because i i think i said this one time in, in a service but i used to really struggle any any song that was like me 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 uh and i used this song as an example for this um uh, who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes. Like that song is like who we are. Right. Um, and there was a time in my life I would have been like, we shouldn't sing that. But I absolutely think we should sing songs like right. that because uh, the analogy is like it as a dad, right. as, a very, yeah, yeah. as a very imperfect yeah. father, it brings me great delight when my kids know and right. enjoy yeah, their security in me. Yeah, it's the sure. same. It's the same in a, yeah. with the Heavenly Father. Like I think it's a Lord. balance. It's yeah. a healthy diet. We don't want to sing that all the time, right. yeah. but it is an appropriate part of worship. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, good so, stuff. Uh, if you got more questions, hit us up. All right. So the next uh, is also about worship. Uh, and this is, uh, you guys discussed worship music that originates from sources that you have major more, that sources that have had major moral failures and are questions of beliefs. I have some great books and material from authors that have meant a lot to me over the years with similar histories, dot, dot, dot. So dot, dot, dot. And I think the question here is, what do we do with that? I would <laughs> say you pull yourself a, an old fashioned 80s, late 80s, Early 1990s book burning, CD smashing bonfire. Ooh, man. And just burnt. No, I'm just kidding. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, a good example of this uh, could be uh, in ver- a very recent example is uh, the ministry of Ravi Zacharias. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, if you aren't familiar with that, uh, in his situation, you, all you have to do is Google it. Most of the allegation, there were allegations while he was still alive. They seem to have been kind of hushed. And mm-hmm. then since his death have very much come to light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, about uh, sexual uh, misconduct, harassment, abuse. So what do you do with that? So no doubt there are people who mm-hmm. came to saving faith and were greatly edified through his ministry. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that their salvation is not... <laughs> not right. valid. No, 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 no. God can use anyone in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, 
you you strain, you strain the good, you know, you straight up, you hold on to what's good, you strain out the bad, and then you and you move on. You know, I think um, there's there's things you can glean and learn, mm-hmm. and ultimately, like like we don't anyone we're learning from on this earth uh, is not perfect. Yeah. So again, you come to the where do you draw the line in this? And 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 honestly, if they're still alive. We don't know where they're going to land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that in terms of worship songs. You know, mm-hmm. even some of the hymns mm-hmm. we've sung, we still sing. Uh, people who didn't necessarily remain in faith. Um, yeah, I, th- I think this is why it's so important that we're connected to the local church because yeah. the primary source of our growth uh, comes from our personal study of the word and then our corporate study of the mm-hmm. word. And it does not come from Christian books. It right. doesn't come from all these things. And we, we we've we've moved because of a personalized individualistic view of society, we've moved away from the collective learning as a church family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's actually specific qualifications on uh, elders, pastors yeah. that yeah. that should be enforced. And mm-hmm. so, hey, if your pastor isn't doing those things, you shouldn't be at that church. But um, And there's a plurality of that. It right. looks different in different denominations, mm-hmm. different churches. So, so there's this protection of the purity of what's being taught uh, if we're following the guidelines that are set for us by God in his word. And so I think that uh, that's primary. And so when you have your own personal study of the word and your uh, commitment to a, a church that's studying the word, then those are great foundations for supplemental material. But I think we've flipped it where we tend to not read the Bible for ourselves, but read a devotional by someone mm-hmm. or Christian books by someone instead of reading the word and then reading with the church family. And so, so I think this really highlights the importance of, of that, honestly. Um, and, you know, I, I can't read a Ravi Zacharias book the same way anymore. I mean, yeah, I just be honest with you yeah, because this, of what I know about Now you him. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we never should have read it as if the, as he's like, this, this is elder, the Bible. Yeah. yeah, this pastor, because uh-huh. who says that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and we don't see that. And I, I again, I think that's why there's such value um, in the local church. But C.S. Lewis, you know, there's things about C.S. Lewis who I love his writing that were a little sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think that... Um, yeah. God's gracious. That's all. God is say. gracious. I think you hit a great point when you said like accountability. And I think that, and I think of the worship aspect and then other, you know, like there's, there's a circuit of Christian speakers who right. they, they are not tethered to a local church, Christian artists, you know, musicians, worship leaders, yeah. they're not tethered to a local church. And or they what lit- local church are they tethered to? Yeah. Or, right. yeah, yeah. or what local yeah. church are they tethered yeah. to? Right. And they're going around and making a circuit. And this is how they make their living. And, and they I, make a pretty good living. And yeah. Uh, you know, you're like, wow. And there really isn't a lot of accountability. Yeah. Like and who, was, why wasn't somebody like, dude, Robbie, you own a couple of massage parlors. Yeah. Like, like this is wrong. That's probably like, not that is, there's anything wrong with the massage parlor, but like, that's, you know, that's as just, a minister, right, that's probably. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a lot easier to hide. go there all the time. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to hide outside of accountability. Yeah. Right. You know, like uh, I've, I know of situations where it's like this person wasn't tethered to the local church. They were a speaker, went around and then it's like allegations came out and then came out to be true of like abuse that they were taking part of. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man, account like looking at our sources, looking at accountability. Uh, and then, you know, if someone that has been influential on you mm-hmm. has fallen or, or, or moves in a, into an area of belief that you believe is not right or orthodox, you mm-hmm. know, again, you hold on to what, what is true and you, you can just, yeah. Yeah. This oh, is wait. so nuanced too, yeah. but like, cause it's y- case by case in many, many ways. Yeah. I mean, but you know, in this, and you alluded to this, I think a couple of weeks ago, in the story of the Gospel of Acts, the story of Acts is not about Hoss and the early churches, right? 
even though a lot of people try, oh, the early church, early church. It's like, well, actually, a lot of stuff like ended up falling apart. The story right. is about how God persevered through through mm. internal conflict and yeah. through external persecution. And so what I would say is like the fact that God has used all these fallen people mm. um, to help you in your walk shows the goodness of God. Yeah. You know? And and that's the local too, that fallen local pastors, yes. those kind of things. Um, and honestly, were, was Ravi faking it the whole time or did he stray? Like only God and him really know that. I mean, yeah, honestly. I, you know. Absolutely. And we so not, we're picking on him, but you know, there's yeah. several people you could say that about. So this next one, I think really kind of segues us out of uh, worship, but it's a transition question into where we're going next. Uh, we've heard that the, ch- the, the church, this is a question, sorry. We've heard the church is a hospital for sinners and not a showcase for saints, but... Scripture informs us that we're both. This can be a struggle on a daily basis, working through this tension, even Mm. leading to frustration and fatigue for believers. So how do we manage that tension? Um, That is a great question. How do we manage that tension? I mean, one, we are sustained by the grace of God in it because, I mean, we do want, you know, like people who are coming to faith in Jesus, people who don't believe in Jesus, who are coming into the church, people who are new Christians are, are messy, but guess what? So are Christians. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so are Christians who've been Christians for 50 years. Uh, We are all works in progress. You know, scripture talks about us being trophies of grace, like in eternity, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when we're perfected. Um, So I think really this is where it's incumbent upon believers to be mature and to continue to grow and be mature and recognize that it's not about us. It's not, one of our values is we takes priority over me. So it's not about me getting my way. It's not about uh, me getting in the Bible study that I want and only sticking with the people that I want to stick with. And, you know, it's, it's about welcoming new people. It's about discipleship, pouring our lives into other people. Uh, And really part of discipleship is walking with people, you know, a hospital for sinners is being with people, loving people, uh, loving people where they are and leading them to Jesus, who is the one who makes change, you know, not our, you know, rules for people. Um, and then, you know, as pastors, we're saying that we, we are called for the equipping of the saints. So that part, as we're doing that, helping people walk in their callings. I don't know. What else you want to add to that? I wonder how many uh, fundamental pastors have said, this is my trophy wife using that scripture out of context. Uh, but anyway. Um, people say that. Yeah. <clears throat> So, well, they mean like, you know, godly trophy wife, but they still mm. are weird and kind of sexist. And then they usually say sexist. some weird yeah, yeah, comment yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, dude. Yeah, each. anyway, um, hashtag Paige Patterson. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that uh, we got to be gospel-centered. And, you know, sustained by the grace of God, you said that. Yeah, Jason Dukes, when he was here, said the reason the world doesn't need, we still talked about this last week, the world the reason the world doesn't know why they need the gospel is because we don't show them why we need the gospel. And I think when any any day... Any day we move away from, <laughs> I'm yeah. here because of the grace of God. I'm saved because of the grace of God. And my motivation is to respond to the grace of God. Any Anytime our motivation or our effort or our source is not found in that, we are off. We are wrong. It's incorrect. You know, Paul says that. And he says, I'm astonished to the Galatians how quickly you're deserting the gospel. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to creep into Jesus plus, yeah. you know, Jesus and. Mm-hmm. And so so that doesn't mean that we're not trying to become more like Christ, but the appeal is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, but that, that should give us more confidence in our appeal. Like, hey, I notice you're not doing this thing the scripture says. 
but Jesus is the reason you're alive and the reason you're even a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like, so shouldn't you all the more be willing to do that? Well, no. Okay. Do you not, do you not trust in him for righteousness? Right. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think that, and obviously we want to say that a little more patiently than I'm saying that right (laughs) Right. now, even though I don't always, but uh, that's why I have a select group of people that I was speaking to their life. But yeah, I I just think to me, that's why, and Christ and his grace and the gospel has to be focused on constantly. And, 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 and if you're pastor, Mm -hmm. pastors, leaders, life group leader, whoever, father, mother, like if they're not constantly putting the focus there, then we begin to build on the wrong foundation. I know that sounds, and it's like not as easy as like, Hey, I really want a better marriage. Like will you give me five steps to be in a better marriage, Mm -hmm. better husband. Mm -hmm. Like not that the five steps are bad, but like if we don't go back there, we're going to drift away. Hey, will you just tell me how to, you know, new year, new you? Like, yeah. no, new year, right. same truth of the gospel right. of Jesus Christ. Like, yes. Yeah. Anyway, because <laughs> yeah, so, that's what transforms yeah. us. Yeah. The gospel transforms. Well, that segues us into uh, some. So, uh, hey, sorry. Go ahead. So, but the goal, and we talked about this, the goal of the church is not, hey, uh, the church leadership is let's get the sinners here. The goal right. is let's get the saints out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the saints are like, you know, viewing themselves as running to the trauma. Mm-hmm. And then they bring them into the hospital. Yeah, and they're also caring for one another. Mm-hmm. That's a better picture. And I right. think we, I think it's an unhealthy view of like, hey, everything here needs to be revolving around and designed to those sinners out there when we're all sinners. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an old like I remember this church sign like because I don't know how bad church signs just get burned in my memory, but like I remember seeing like a a sign and it said something like "You catch them, we clean them," and it was like right. what a terrible what, mentality yes, just, uh, for yeah, churches. Okay. Like that's just ridiculous. But that is yeah. often people's mentality, yeah. and sadly, so they just are not bold enough to put on a sign or a t-shirt. But. Jesus said in John 15, "You're already clean because of the word I've given you." So. Yeah. It's Jesus who's doing the Jesus cleaning through his word. So if we just read the Bible, we'd have a better understanding of this. Not that this person <laughs> yeah, didn't read the Bible. Right, yeah. They're dealing with the tension of how yeah, people talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about discipleship. And we're going to uh, talk specifically about life groups. And this is a great question. So we say we want life group to be this intimate group where we truly live with people, not live with people, but we truly live and grow with these people. Uh, yeah, our groups consist of people who decide to show up at a specific time slot Ooh. and might not have natural connections. You went there. Do you force you went there. do you force connections to happen or do you change the purpose or intent of the group? So um that's a great question. First, the purpose of our life groups is an extension like it is to make disciples. That's why that is the greater purpose of life groups. So that purpose can't change. Now, every group is going to be different. Uh, Yeah, people do largely pick life groups based upon uh, what works for them. Uh, Do we force connections? Well, you can't force anyone to connect. Um, You can't force anyone really to do much of anything, Uh, but we can exhort and tell people, especially leaders and people from mature Christians, like you, like make an effort to connect like you know paul says you know all things to all people like you try uh to make that connection um ultimately this falls apart if people will not be selfless in groups i've been thinking we should start calling them travel sports groups because then people will go anywhere we say <laughs> yeah pay whatever we say to pay uh, anytime anyway so, and they'll sacrifice yeah. like crazy for it yeah that's what i mean yeah 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 ultimately the the challenge is we, our society doesn't look like the instructions in the New Testament. 
and um, people are consumers in our society. Mm-hmm. And the church has got to say, how do we move those people, or as many of those people as possible, to being committed to the mission of God, which is making being discipled and making disciples? Mm-hmm. So it would be silly in our context to say, well, you know, we don't need a building, so we're going to get rid of it. Right. Uh, it would be, I was listening to our podcast, you know, just a little bit ago with, with Steve Brennan. I was thinking, we're just really le- like, we have the building. So again, and, and you know what I noticed is like when I, I've done some ministry in Africa and India and some poor places, you know, and in Asia, all of them want buildings. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, they, and, and they're happy when they have some facility, right. if Absolutely. they do, which they may never. So it's like, we don't need that, but it's silly not to leverage that. Right. We have it leveraged. And so, you know, for us, we're just realizing, Hey, this is the connection point that people will make. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, it rises and falls on leadership. Like Absolutely. if that leader is moving them in the direction uh, and not everybody. And I think that's a challenge. I think a lot of leaders are not willing to leave people behind, even though Jesus was all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so you're right. I think the, the, the best way would be natural rhythms of life meeting together, but it's almost always going to invite somebody some inconvenient time and they're going to have to make a sacrifice for it. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, people just aren't willing to do that. So, so it frustrates me all the time, Yeah. but, but also if I just got rid of all of it and said, we're going to do it the way that I, the ideal uh, way yeah. there would be very, very few, few people. because yeah. yeah, it's a high cost. I think, you know, we lead a life group and, you know, we're constantly thinking like, okay, who, who is not engaging? Like we think they should, and how do we reach out to them? But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to bend our group to what will might make one person right. who may or may not engage if I do that, like, I'm not going to bend the group to that. Like, I'm going to invite this person to come along. Like, come on, I'm going to, we're going to check in with them where you've been. But like, and I think that's what happens is like, we sometimes bend it to like the least common right. denominator, uh, for lack of better words, instead of like, hey, this is the vision we got to run here. Right. And some people aren't going to be on, and that's, that's, that's true as a church as a whole. Like there's some people who are just not going to connect with our expression of the mission of the church. Right. That's a great point. That's a great point. And and it's okay. Like it is okay. Maybe there's another group that, that is a better fit for them. Maybe it is a person. you Another church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's like pursuing the kingdom. It's okay. Right. Now that goes against every fiber of my being as a, just in terms of personality. Cause I'm like people person, I can get along with anybody, but at the same time, our next question, is why is Justin? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I just want to give you credit for something though, because you said, I think somebody could hear you saying, okay, we have our group and we're not going after that one person, but the scripture says, leave the 99 for the one. And you do like, if there's somebody who the only time they can meet is on Friday, which is legitimately the only time yeah. that you and Christy have together. Like, I'm not saying you do this all the time, but you and Christy will say, Hey, Justin's going to go meet with this person because that's the time they can meet, yeah. you know? And so you do prioritize that disconnected person. I just think by and large, if they're not willing to make a step, you know, towards discipleship, mm-hmm. then they're not really pursuing discipleship. I mean, Jesus would say right. like, follow me, yeah. like get off your boat. <laughs> like, and I think that's End a missing, plow. that's yeah. a missing element mm-hmm. of discipleship is, Hey, like, Hey, start coming on Wednesday night at this time. Or, you know, 
I, I just think that is a missing element. And we're and so we're saying, hey, where what is the lowest common denominator? Mm-hmm. And then try to plug people into that lowest con, common denominator. And I think that's b- basic level discipleship. But yeah. but I have seen you go after the one. Yeah. Uh, you just won't necessarily forsake your group. You know, that's that's a weird thing. You're not yeah. saying forget the 99. Right. Yeah. You're you saying, sh- I got the 99. Yeah. I'm just going to go after that yeah, one real quick. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> like, keep the 99 because ultimately in discipleship, what we want is for the yeah. 99 to begin to lead. Yeah. And and, yeah. and many of them are, but they're making disciples. So you got to, you're, you are encouraging. You are trying yeah. to fan the flame. You are trying to say like, run after Jesus, study his word, make yeah. disciples. Uh, so it is, it is definitely a tension to manage. Right. Uh, and which this leads us into uh, the next question. Uh, so what if you're in a life group with people you don't prefer to do Ooh. life with? In other words, Ooh. what if you don't click with anyone? And what if yeah. you don't feel like you find a friend in that group? Should you keep going or find a different group? Well, I think that's a great question. And I will say this, uh, this is what we say at every discover about life groups is people who are new, Go to a group, try it, stick with it for a bit, go to a different group if that's not working. And find, because we are going to naturally connect with, and you're usually going to naturally connect with one or two people, like a group as a whole, but you're really going to find that connection even in a life group with one or two or three people um, that are going to be, you know, your closest people. Not everyone, as much as extroverted as we are, you can't be best friends with everyone. Like you just can't. No one has Mm -hmm. that capacity. Now, some people can make, have the ability to make every person they encounter just feel amazing and special and all those things. But thinking about uh, a few people there. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you like it. We tell people what discover. However, if you've gone to five or six groups and you still haven't found your people, mm-hmm. it might not be the group. Now, I'm not saying it definitely is mm-hmm. you, but it definitely could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are your expectations? And, you know, it takes time to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think one of uh, the hard, one of the biggest obstacles, one of the blessings of having facilities is we have places for life groups to meet with uh, kids ministry, usually at the same time, like that's a benefit. Well, the downfall of that is that we're in classrooms and they don't necessarily foster themselves to relationships like having a group in your home would. Mm-hmm. So there's a little extra effort required by leaders and groups to help develop that community mm-hmm. feel. And I think some of our groups do a good job at that outside of church. Is that why you put group. Cheetos all over the chairs so they feel like they're in your home <laughs> and right. Ezra's been running? I, and then randomly, I just pick up something and throw it at them. Yeah, like yeah, I have yeah. pillows and just throw it right, at people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it's like, I think that's, you know, we have to work on that. So I would say if you're in a group and you're just not feeling it's, it is okay. And I think one of the things we've talked about is how do we create, create on ramps, off ramps, our discipleship MLT may get into that. I don't know if they have or not, but like we've talked about the staff is how do we create gracious off ramps? You know, I had a conversation uh, a few weeks ago with somebody who uh, came to our life group for a few times and then tried another one. And they, you know, they saw me and they felt bad. And I was like, listen, it is okay. Like if, if that group tried out and they're, you know, I don't know if they've decided on that group yet or a group. I didn't yet. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's okay. Like, you know, even personality wise, you're going to connect with the leader or you're going to learning styles, different leaders lead in different ways. And, um, and so it's okay. Uh, but if, if it's a constant, if yeah. it's a constant theme, maybe the, look inside. This is another one of those issues where, yeah. So when you think about the scriptures, Jesus called Simon the zealot and he called Matthew the tax collector and the zealots were revolting against Judea and revolting against Rome 
uh, they led one in like six AD uh, because uh, of taxes. Mm. And then you have this ta- corrupt tax collector, and they're both following Jesus together in a pretty intimate circle. So, like, I think if that can be true, <laughs> then then we could probably like hang out with people who are literally only literal only thing we have in common is Jesus. Mm. Um, however, uh, and so that's like, and I probably like preach that and forced that, you know, 10 years ago as a leader or 15 years ago as a leader. However, um, there's the ideal and where people should be and where they are and how do you move them closer to where they should be. Um, we live in a very individualistic society. See, part of the problem is people are coming and thinking, oh, I need a group who's like, we're being told, like, find your niche, find your group, yeah, you know, find people who are going to meet your yeah, needs. Vacation yeah. like you want a vacation, travel like, yeah, I mean, like, good. so, so. You know, how do we at least let it be a group where a friendship is made, you know, where there's something in common, um, where we can do some rhythm of life together. I, and I, I think part of the challenge, too, is like, you know, we're just meeting in a classroom, like, so we don't really get to do much outside. So we don't really get to know each other and find what we do have in common. Yeah. We're just judging based on like what the world says. So, mm-hmm. so, but again, not everybody's there. So, so what I would just ultimately say is like, find a place, but also, you know, if you continue to struggle to find a church, find a group of people, find a spouse, like, mm. you know, you're the problem. I love would you. Say, love you. Yeah. I would say, too, and I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. there's not trauma and you don't need to work through that. You right, know, like, absolutely. but you are. Yeah, I would say too, uh, if you're in a group and uh, and you feel this tension, like I'm just, like, I don't feel like I'm getting the connection with people. Like, you know, you're not necessarily always, you're not in a group to look for your new BFF, your new best friend forever. Like it's just, but you are, you do want to receive, you know, and give to community. If you're in a group where you feel like that's not happening and I would say, and you're not the leader, talk to your leader. Yeah, right. And then I would say, and be prepared to offer yourself as that person who's going to say, you know what, as a leader, you're doing a lot because our life group leaders, let me just say, if our life group leaders are doing what they're supposed to do, and I would say they are, like for the vast majority, you know, Michael could speak more about whether, which ones aren't, or I don't know. but uh, And that'll be next week. That'll be Mark. next week. No, they're kidding. doing a lot. Yeah, Like right. they really are. And they're doing it because they genuinely love Jesus and love people. So to have someone, I know in our group, we had someone who said, hey, we, we've talked about it. I'll, I'll host it and do it. We're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like that is a huge thing because like it's on our desire to do that, but mm-hmm. we can't always execute that for everyone in our group. So be the person who says, I'm going to take the step to help create this in our group. Mm-hmm. No, be the problem, uh, be the problem solver as well as the problem bringer upper. So um, that's the official word for that. There's so, so much more we can yeah. say there, but let's so move on. moving on really quickly. This question comes up a lot. Why church membership? Why do we put an emphasis on church membership? Why can't you just go do serve, be give all these essentials? Why membership? Yeah, I mean, I'll answer this simply. It's accountability, um, and the the argument against it is, well, they didn't do a formal membership in the Bible. And I'm like, true, but also literally the pastors knew knew what everybody gave, (laughs) questioned them on their giving. Totally Um, different culture. I mean, totally different culture. So you don't, you probably don't want that. So, (laughs) so for us, you know, and I think most churches, we just want to know, Hey, do you believe what we believe? 
Um, and so therefore there are certain rights and privileges, you know, like there are certain things that a member ways that a member can serve in our church that a non-member cannot and teaching and, um, certain, certain leadership capacities. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it just helps us to know where people stand too. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we hold people, uh, should hold people accountable that haven't joined to be a member. So, so you're just saying, Hey, yeah, I, I affirm. And, um, if you don't want accountability, I love you, but you are, you got problems like, you know, and, and so, um, I just think that comes from a very Western individualized mm-hmm. standpoint. And again, in the scriptures, it was high accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you were a member. Now you of the couldn't body. like even go to the market without people knowing, like everyone knew what they were doing and they're right. like, you just, everyone knew each other's business yeah, yeah. because of the right, way the right. culture and the, was. The church was smaller in yeah. most contexts mm-hmm. and there was high degrees of accountability. Yeah. And the, in the context in, of, of Bible, specifically the new to all the user plural there when it's talking like you do that, like the, it's written in the context of community. And the accountability goes both ways. It's a way as the, as the church body, you know, is like helping, you know, the way we're structured and, and as a church is helping, you know, affirm a, the direction of the church, you know, and speaking into the direction of the church in many ways. And so there is, there's a mutual accountability in that yeah. as well. So yeah. uh, it is a, it's a beautiful thing as well. You're we're joining all, with a family, you know, yeah. I mean, you're, it's your identity with a family. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. All right. Uh, we're, we're wrapping it up here actually. Uh, last, I'm making sure. Yeah. Last question is this, a uh, healthy leadership supports a healthy church. That said, a recent Barna group survey reveals that two out of five pastors are considering quitting the ministry under the age of 45. And, and those, excuse me, and those under the age of 45 were most likely to resign. What proactive steps are you, talking to our entire uh, leadership team, taking to protect against burnout and cultivate a healthy work-life balance as you and your families serve this growing body? Are you holding one another accountable in this area? Woo, that's a good question. And I really appreciate that question because our church people should be saying, how are you guys... Uh, preventing, you know, uh, uh, at prayer night a few weeks ago, um, that was awesome. We ended. Well, and I think we, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <Hold> <laughs> yeah, what am I? James gonna... stumbled over his speech. Oh, that <laughs> wasn't was awesome. <laughs> um, at prayer night, uh, we our trustees spoke, and all of our pastors were there. We, you know, gave uh, our ministry team reports, and the end, we just said, "Hey, what questions do you have? Like based right. on what was shared tonight, what you can ask. Basically, you can ask us anything." Mm-hmm. And the first question that someone asked was, Poor "How Tom can up. we be praying for you?" Uh, so Kelly Hefner, if you're out there listening, we so pre- I mean, like I think we all I kind of like teared. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that what mm-hmm. what a privilege to be at a church that people are asking that question. Um, so yeah. that was that was great. So I appreciate that we have people who ask this question. I think uh, we are doing some things, and we have some things we can continue to grow and do better in this. Um, you know, I think proactive steps we're taking is we do ask each other. I think we do have a pretty healthy culture of uh, within our staff team of asking each other, how are you doing? Like we will make the time to, you know, it is like we all, everybody on our staff team has a lot on their plate. Yeah. I mean, really legitimately, like not just at work, but in right. their family lives. But I think work life alone, ministry life alone, I should say, uh, there's a lot on our plates. We're mm-hmm. all pulled in multiple directions. Part of that's our structure, parts of that, parts of our size, part of that. There's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. But I think we do have a culture where we are 
are willing and do take the time to just like, hey, you doing okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, and to stop and even just pray about things right yeah. then if we need to. Um, I think. Sometimes uh, yeah, long prayers can burn me out. Long prayers? Long prayers. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, can we pray a little shorter <laughs> and pray for things that matter? But um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think. So I actually get asked this question a decent amount from like younger pastors. Because I mean, as the lead pastor, pastors. you you ultimately set the tone for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think by and large, it's more visible when lead pastors are burning out, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that's the more common. I mean, churches, that don't have any other pastor have a lead pastor. So it affects lead pastors right. more because there's just more of them. Um, yeah, number one, you need to be in the word uh, because that's why, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm a son of God first, mm. you know, Jesus said, don't rejoice at what you're doing. God's doing through you rejoice that your name is in the book of life. And so to me, you know, just being tethered to that truth um, and that being my identity. And I think, I think it is. And, and, you know, I think being in the word reminds me of mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that um, being in an environment where you strive for excellence, but you don't feel the pressure to perform. Yeah. And, and I feel like we have that environment. I, I, you know, like, obviously we talk about how to make things better. Literally mm-hmm. the other day we we're sitting there both talking about yeah. stupid things we do yeah. that could be better. Right. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and uh, which are like, not big issues. Right. right? But it's but, like, hey, we want to be yeah, better. Right. But I don't feel like, and we, man, we celebrate numbers and growth, but like, I don't feel like we're like, even we have a goal, 10 year goal, but like, if we don't meet it, like, it's just why. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, we suck. You know, like, right. anyway, I shouldn't say that word because <laughs> a lot of y'all don't like that. But um, so I think that's important. And then I think like managing, you know, your own expectations, especially right. when you're younger, like mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of the expectations you have on yourself are not from other people. They're from yourself. Right. And then I think one last thing I would say, and there's a lot to be said, but I think burnout mostly comes from the emotional heartache of ministry. Like Mm -hmm. I can handle, uh, I like, I get exhausted and tired, but I can handle Easter. Like, It's a lot it's a to busy do, week. but it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. VBS summer, like th- when VBS and camps and, you know, and, and, and sh- truly for me, January and right after Easter are the busiest times because so many people want to meet with me. Mm-hmm. Like I can handle that. What is yeah. really hard is when somebody who I've poured into right. leaves our church. Right. What is really hard is when a mass of people leave and go to the church, you know, up the street, which happens to every pastor. And, right. and it's like, what am I like? These are people I love and care for. It's really hard when somebody says something very mean and critical. Right. It is. Yeah. You take this to heart. For and sure. I think I just have people who I can talk to about it. Yeah. And inside the church and outside the church. And I hope that you guys mm-hmm. have that too. Um, because yeah. I think that to me is the most. Yeah. It's just like in anything, like there's, there's sometimes like if you have a close group of people that you don't have to explain, like, explain a lot to like uh that you just there's already familiarity you just like hey this happened and somebody who can just speak objectively to that or just be like hey you're being silly or no that's legit concern i think um something personally that's helped me uh because like what james said what you said is the um <clears throat> the pressure the internal pressure we put on ourselves because i do that a lot i'm like this should just be uh, and really that's not like you know we we should have this desire for to grow to 
for excellence. But uh, a practical step for me is like just been to stop being on social media as much because mm. I found myself comparing like what's happening in a friend's church or a friend's ministry. Yeah, comparison thinking, is the that enemy should, of yeah, contentment. That should be happening here. And it's like, that's not the context God's so called me to be. That's right. Quick. Hold on, let me. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that really has helped because I mean, um, yes, I should. I do need to be aware of what's happening. You know, there are good, there are good ideas out there. I should be doing that. I should be researching. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm called to shepherd and pastor here, uh, not someone else's church. Um, and so I think that is a, that's a huge piece of this is like being walking in where like that fulfillment of what God's called me to do. Another thing that we do as a staff that I think actually helps because everyone does a lot that no one will see. Uh, but mm -hmm. we, in our staff meetings, we, uh, go around the room and everybody, uh, celebrates someone in the church, like just bra like bragging on someone in the church who went up the extra mile who did. And then, and then in the room, like mm. someone in this room and it's like every week. And so it's, you know, and it goes around like people just, and it's an appreciation. Mm -hmm. I think people, people being appreciated goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and people can endure a lot when they know that there's meaning and yes, we get our meaning and our identity from Jesus and belonging to him, but encouragement matters, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, so this is just a four principle. So be in the word daily, the devotion daily, um, Sabbath weekly re retreat monthly. So that could be just like one day that me and Chrissy are going to do something, or I'm just spending the day in the word planning, like just nothing on the agenda. And then escape annually mm -hmm. where I'm literally like everything's turned off. Yep. Um, and those can be hard, mm -hmm. but I think they create be still and know he's got like, it's all, it's going to be okay. And I, God's just been gracious to me and poor putting people in my life who just have helped me to see like, it's going to be okay, you yep. know, and. It's interesting because I think there's like pros and cons of being in a larger church. You know, it's like the the performance side of it is hard, but also there's like if you went out for a week, like we could figure it out. You know, mm -hmm. like we're in a smaller church, like yeah, it's a lot of work to be gone, which is that's what it is. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. but I just think you got to do that, and and mm -hmm. and and I try to say to you and to the the others who directly report to me. Uh, I mean, you really report to everybody at the church, but um, is tell me about like, it. <laughs> hey, don't I, I've said to you like. Don't do this because you feel like I expect this. Like, right. you know, like mm -hmm. if you feel like the Lord is telling you to do whatever that might be, like mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. But don't feel like I expect you to mm -hmm. do that. Like, and I think like when, when, when as, and you have, you have people who work for you too. Like when you have people in ministry and you like release them to just listen to the Lord more than they're listening to their boss. I think yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Cause that's why you surrender yeah. the call yeah. ministry, not to work for some guy that's yeah. a couple years <laughs> younger, you couple years younger yeah, than yeah, you like, and not exactly. as good of a leader as you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that's, that's exactly it. I think just too, wanted to remind you that was a couple right. years yeah, younger just a couple. You. That's right. But I think uh, part of this too, and you hit on this earlier is the emotional aspect of it too. Cause I know you uh, and myself, like we've, we've both been burned yeah. by people, yeah. uh, you know, literally, literally, like literally, they held a match and we're like, watch it just burn. When, just when you did two 7-Eleven songs. <laughs> right. But I think like it is hard. Like it yeah. would be acknowledged. Like it is hard to have like super close friendships yeah. where you feel like, 
Uh, but, and but I think having been burned, you're even a little more cautious because yeah. you are like, is this a safe person to share this? Yeah. How I really feel, what I yeah. really think. And, you know, like God gives you wisdom. And, yeah. you know, ultimately, like you have to decide, like, I'm willing to risk right. that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I uh, need somebody, right? Yeah, yeah you've got yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, you know, a major way uh, that, you know, is is to pray. You know, yeah. like, uh, is to pray, 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 yeah, pray yeah. Uh, yeah. and ask, like, is there anything specific that you could pray? Like, you, right. you're free to ask us yeah. that. Like, hey, I'm praying for you in the ministry. What's one thing that I can pray for? And we can, we should be able to answer that question, you know, generally. I'm praying that you start specific. wearing a suit and tie again. That's right. Not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, but but we should be able to share something generally and specifically, you know. Yeah. And and if we give you, honestly, if we give you the like, oh, just pray that, you know, like you are, you're, you can, add, you could press a little further. Yeah, like, you don't, can. You know, that's fine. Like, you yeah. know, if we don't, Press yeah. deeper. We may not trust you. I'm yeah, we need to slow down sometimes. And and I agree. and you can tell by how much we have to say that it is on our heart. And I think that's a big thing is you know making sure your ministers are aware that, of this reality. Hey, I know we got to go, but you know what? The number one question I have been asked. What is the number one question you get? Is am I still drinking this water bottle? Yeah, and I am. I Just am that gallon big old a day. Water bottle. You're down. I would say good. five to six days out of the week, I actually hit the gallon. That so, is, and good. I'm feeling better. Feel like yeah. I feel like my color's better. Yeah. You know, so water does amazing things to your yeah, body. It's it like does. a shower on the inside. Oh, that it was, is. that was, we got to end on that. We got to end Shower on that. Shower on the inside. What so, are we hey, doing next week? Hey, so starting next week, we're going to, for the month of April, Easter month, we are going to take a few weeks and talk about Easter. Uh, not just its significance, because uh, we we hopefully, if you're listening to this, you think it's you at least know that it's significant, whether or not you believe it or not. Uh, we hope you believe, uh, but really, why is it such a big deal? What about some things about Easter that are hard to believe? How do we answer some of those questions? Some of the harder texts surrounding the Easter story. Uh, how do we understand those? Even some cultural things about Easter. Should we even celebrate? Easter as it is celebrated. Uh, so, um, so be sure. Be, uh, hey, and if you've already got questions about that, we want to we want to answer questions. It's, it's nice uh, to. Get Why questions. do y'all worship the god Ishtar in the Protestant Church? <laughs> that's right, man. That's a good one. So <laughs> it's happened before. So hey, uh, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.